guys, what's up? This is Mondays with Maybe. I am Jeannie May, and on this week's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about temper tantrums. And I know that sounds chauvinistic or silly or whatever you want to say, but wait until the end and it'll tie up together and I promise it will make sense, okay? <laughs> uh, so first and foremost, I just wanted to say the majority of us growing up, um, when we act out of line, right? Like think about yourself as an adolescent. When you didn't get good grades, your parents took your TV away or they took your Xbox away or your favorite cars away or whatever it was that was distracting you from taking care of your responsibility, right? If you didn't do your chores, again, you got something taken away. If you acted up bad enough, they would spank your butt, give you a timeout, whatever they thought was the correct disciplinary action for for what you did, correct? Okay, so now that you have that kind of foundation set, a lot of the reason behind, right, we grow up, we grow up and we're like, oh, my parents were so hard on me, but I'm so thankful that they were. They were so hard on me, they disciplined me, you know, they whooped my butt when I needed it, but I am so grateful for that because it taught me how to be a better person. It showed me how to appreciate things more. It made me so much more grateful now that I'm an adult, right? Then we think about my childhood, for example. My parents didn't care enough about me to discipline me. They didn't care enough about me to take my TV away. They didn't care enough about me to take my toys away. A lot of families have that structure where the mom's the nurturer and the dad's the discipline. The dad's the security, the dad's the provider, but oh, don't you step out of line because your dad's gonna whoop your butt, right? And moms are always like, you just wait till your dad gets home. I'm gonna tell him what you did at school, right? But then again, thinking back to my childhood, my mom was so high most of my childhood, she didn't care about me. My dad was in jail. I didn't really have anyone to be fearful of. I didn't know right from wrong for a long time. And I remember being young, really young, and um, I was at Target and I got caught shoplifting. I was. I had to have been like five, maybe six. And me and my brothers got caught shoplifting. Well, my brothers were smart enough to book it and the security guard said, hey you. And I just, tears streaming, turned around, put my arms up and all of this candy and food and stuff fell out of my pockets. And he was just really confused and he pulled me into the security office and he, and he said, do you know why I stopped you? And I said, yeah, because I took something that I didn't pay for. I knew right, right from wrong enough to know I was doing something wrong, but I didn't know exactly what. I just knew like my brothers were doing it. I thought it was okay. I didn't realize like the severity of it, right? And, um, and the security guard was kind enough to explain to me why shoplifting is so bad and why it's so wrong to take something that doesn't belong to you. And I, and I was like, oh, someone cares enough about me to explain something to me. So I was just listening and eating it up and I, he could tell that I was very remorseful for my actions once I understood what I did. And he was like, where are your parents? 
and I just kind of stared at him, right? Because as an orphan or as a child in foster care, that's the question you dread most because you know when you answer it, you're going to go back into the system. And my mom hadn't been home for weeks. <laughs> my dad was in jail. It was just me and my brothers at the house and we were stealing food to feed ourselves. We were stealing things to play with. We like we didn't have anyone at home to take care of us. We were taking care of ourselves. I was five years old shoplifting to take care of myself because I didn't eat dinner or breakfast or whatever for the past couple days and I was hungry. So I went and stole what sounded good, which was candy and ice cream and you know. But so um, the security guard's like, where are your parents? And he can tell I didn't want to answer it. And he said, they're not coming, are they? And I said, uh, nope. And he said, what's the number you gave me? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> and he said, okay. Do you know where you live? I said, I do. And he said, would you mind if I drove you home? And I, I stared at him for a while. And he stared at me, and he said, we'll stop and grab some food on the way. And I said, okay. So he put me in the back of his patrol car, and uh, we stopped and got, like, McDonald's or something. I don't even know. We stopped and got some food. And then the whole drive to my house, I was just, like, shaking. And I had such a heavy heart because I knew I was going to go back into the system where more families were going to act like they cared about me, but they didn't. I was just another tax write-off for them. I was another burden that they, a mouth that they had to feed. This is all how I perceived it, right? I purposely ran away from most of my foster homes because I didn't fit in. I didn't feel accepted. I purposely caused havoc everywhere I went because again, I didn't feel accepted. I didn't fit in. No one cared about me. I was dreading going to my house Every single mile we drove felt like it was flying by. And so we pull we pull up in front of our house and we lived in like a like an apartment complex or something at the at the time. And I see all my brothers open the curtains and then close them really fast and I'm like, "Oh gosh." <laughs> and uh and then we walk up. Uh he he lets me out of the car door. He walks up with me halfway. He stops me and he said, remember the conversation that we had today? And I said, yeah, I do. And he said, don't let me catch you in my store again, okay? And I just stared at him and I was like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna take us away? He said, no, I'm not gonna take you away. But I am gonna teach you a valuable lesson and I hope that today my kindness and my compassion, I hope it sticks with you. And I, I was so confused, and I just stared at him. And uh, he said, you're not a bad kid. It's just too bad that you don't have parents that give a shit about you. And I, and I, like, I just looked at him, and I was surprised, right, that an adult would say that to me. So I was like, okay. <laughs> and uh, he patted me on the back. He gave me, like, 50 bucks or something to get food. And then got in his car and just took off. And I watched him leave, and I stared at the money, and I looked back up at my house. And then I went inside. And I was looking at all my brothers, and just looking at everything, and everyone was asking me if I went to jail, and like all kinds of questions. And, uh, and I gave my brother, Chris, the money, 
and I said you can go get food or something and uh, I don't know what they did with it but um, that security guard's kindness and compassion always stuck with me because yes I did something wrong and he disciplined me but he also taught me a lesson and throughout my entire childhood until I was about nine I can honestly say I've never had an adult actually discipline me I've never actually been in a timeout. I've never got my butt whooped. I've never gotten anything taken away for my actions. I, I would throw temper tantrums and get away with it because no one really cared. At school, I would go to the principal's office and then they send you home. But, I mean, that was kind of like my escape, you know? Like, I was always a 4.0 student all throughout school. I took a lot of pride in my school. And I never really had that issue. And so, so that was the first time. And then as I kept gr growing up, my mom met a man and uh, we ended up moving up here to Oregon. And this man that she met um, was very neglectful. He was very abusive, very mean. And I thought he was, I thought he cared about me at first. And that was his ticket in and he used it to his advantage. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail, but because I don't want to get like strewn from this whole story that I have to tell you. Um, I'll go into that at a later date. However, for me as a child, I felt like no one cared. And then when I opened myself up to an adult who I thought cared about me, it ended up hurting me. And this discipline that I needed, this structure that I needed came in the form of an abuse and it made me very fearful of adults and very fearful of authority and so I wouldn't listen to parents, I wouldn't listen to teachers, I wouldn't listen to officers like I was like screw authority blah 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 I can do whatever I want and I ended up going to jail because of it because I didn't ever receive any kind of discipline. I never received any kind of structure. I never received any kind of care <laughs> as a child. And it reflected as an adult. I was 17 and I went to jail because I made some decisions and I took responsibility for my action and I got disciplined for it. See, a lot of... <sighs> A lot of what we do as parents is because we love our children. <clears throat> a lot of what your parents did was because they loved you. For me, me giving my son a time out is because I love him. Because something he did was unsafe or disrespectful. And I'm not going to allow him to treat others that way. So I give him a time out. I might give him a spanking. I might take something away from him. But I always come back and explain why I did it, just like that security officer did with me. That always stuck in my head. To this day, I will give my son a timeout, and then after the timeout, I will sit on the floor with him, holding his hands, and I say, I did this because I love you. Do you understand why you got a timeout? And have him reiterate in his words why he thinks he got in trouble, and then I will correct him, or I'll say, yeah, that's exactly why. And then we talk about how we can improve from there. And then we move forward because I love him. Oh, someone's getting in trouble. <laughs> but it's because I love him. 
and I want the best for him. When I think about They're a little late, but I, I called them and I said, hey, I'm trying to prove a point here. Cue the sirens. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but when I think about kids throwing a temper tantrum and, and their parents taking something away from them, it makes me think about us as people, right? Throwing temper tantrums, not getting our way in life. And whether it's like... <sighs> You put your heart and soul into this job and you didn't get the promotion that you felt entitled to. So you throw a fit. Or a relationship. You work so hard at this relationship, in your opinion, you deserve to be loved more. Or you deserve to bear a child. And you don't get that, so then you throw a fit, right? A lot of us have it so construed in our head that because we act good that we get rewarded. And when we don't, we throw a fit. But the reality is, we're not entitled to anything. It is by God's grace that we are alive today. That your heart is beating. That you literally get to wake up another day and enjoy life. That is God's blessing. That is by the grace of God. Nothing else is entitled to you. If you live a prosperous life, it's probably because you worked really hard for it. It's not because it was just handed to you on a silver platter. But when we throw a temper tantrum, God takes things away from us. Whether it's that job that we, were, we thought we were so deserving of, right? Nine times out of ten, if you throw a fit because you didn't get that promotion, they're probably going to fire you because they don't want someone like that in their company. A car. You throw a fit because you can't get this super cool awesome car you're probably less likely to get financed for another car or no banks are going to want to work with you when you're like you give me this car whatever you have to do right like the less appeasing you are the more temper tantrums you throw the less people are going to want to work with you and that's just the reality of it so god is taking things away from you in this materialistic world whether it's a job a car a house sometimes even our health. For me, I felt like I was so entitled. I felt like I was owed the world because I had such a hard childhood. And when I didn't get it, I was gonna steal it or whatever I had to do to get it. And I, as a repercussion, my perfect health went away. As a repercussion, my perfect record went away. As a repercussion, I lost relationships, I lost friendships, I lost jobs, all because I threw a temper tantrum. Now I was very blessed to be able to bear a child after being told I couldn't going through chemo and radiation. But it also made me more aware of what God was trying to do in my life. and. I didn't get this idea on my own, by the way. I got it from one of my daily devotionals, um, and it resonated with me, and I was like, wow, I need to share that. <laughs> so that's where this inspiration came from today. I wish I could take credit, but I can't. But it was just, one. it's so eye-opening to realize, like, 
God removes things in our life to get our attention, our attention focused back on Him. And when you think about it, I'm sure we've all had something taken away from us. Again, whether it's a job or a car or a house or a relationship or your perfect health or a loved one even. And we're like, oh, God, why do I deserve this? They were such a good person or I worked so hard for this. Like, you can't just take this away from me. But the reality is you wouldn't have that if it wasn't for God. And I guarantee once you got it, you stopped praying for it. You stopped asking for it. You took it for granted. So of course, when you take a temper tantrum, he takes it away. Just like we do with our kids because we love them, because we're trying to teach them a lesson, because we're trying to get them refocused, kick their butt back into gear and say, hey, you need to shape up. If you want your PlayStation back, you better get good grades, huh? Or you want a new dirt bike, you go get good grades. Like we bribe our children because we want them to understand that in order to get good things, you have to work hard in life. And when you stop working hard, you don't get good things, okay? Same thing with our faith. When you work so hard on good faith and you spread the love of Jesus Christ and you are faithful and you are loving and you are just so in it and just so you're practicing faith and religion and you're helping others and you're being kind and you're living your life as best as you can and the godly life that God planned for you you're going to be rewarded but the moment you deter from that path and the moment that you're like okay God um I'm gonna be a good Christian but right now I'm gonna go do this like I'll be back tomorrow he's like mm, no I'm sorry if your attention's not on me and doing the right godly thing then I'm gonna take something away from you as he should right <laughs> like we don't just get rewarded for doing crummy stuff at work if you're doing a crummy job you're probably not gonna get promoted right like it's just how it works in a relationship if you're not giving it your full attention and you're not invested it's probably not going to work out so why on earth would you live a full prosperous life if you're not investing yourself into god right like mind blown but seriously think about it when we are doing good things we get rewarded a lot of us think we're entitled to stuff and that's where we get misstrewn and we go astray from the path is because we feel like we're entitled to rewards but the reality is God rewards us when we're doing good when we don't ask for it when we're just so diligent and we're just practicing good faith and we're just being a good human being he's like hey you've been doing really good here here's here's a treat here's this enjoy it but when we're being crummy people we get things taken away from us and that's just nature of the beast that's how things go i just wanted to share this with you because it really opened my eyes and it helped me realize why certain things have happened in my life and every single time right a lot of us are like oh that's just bad luck it comes in comes in threes you know three things and we always make excuses for our actions but that's not the case is it i know for me every single time something bad has happened in my life I think before that bad thing a little bit more and I'm like oh yeah I was I was kind of being a jerk or oh yeah I, I did this or something that I did led to a bad thing in my life and I've always tried to blame it on 
wrong place, wrong time, or oh, it's so-and-so's fault, or oh, this happened. No, that's not the case. It's because I was a shitty person. <laughs> and point blank, that's just the reality of it. I'm not saying that you're a shitty person, but I'm just saying if bad things are happening in your life, maybe look at your perspective, look at what you're doing, look at the way you're handling things, look at how you're interacting with other people, and honestly look at it because I guarantee 90% of your problems you can fix. So I got for you today. Um, I'm going to leave you the way I leave you every single Monday and I hope you have a fantastic week this week. I hope that you're able to get out there and make a difference and just show the world your beautiful self because you are beautifully and wonderfully made. Say it with me. You are beautifully and wonderfully made and you deserve to have a good week. Okay, so have a great week. Thank you for tuning in. Mm -hmm.